0: everybody and welcome to my podcast. So right now, um, God was just weighing on my heart about repentance and how important it is to repent. So I just want to, you know, refresh you on how God sees sin. God does not see sin the way that our human flesh sees sin. You know, our flesh sees, oh, well, murder. That one's a bad one. Or like if someone curses, like, oh, they just curse. It's not like I killed anybody, you know, and it's like we have this idea in our minds that there is such thing as a good or, you know, bad sin. Maybe that sin's not so bad, but it says in the word of God that sin is sin. It says in the word of God that God sees sin in a different way than we do because God is not a human person like you and me. He sees it in a completely different way. So if you commit adultery, if you murder, if you, you know, have discord, or if you steal, if you lie, all of that in the eyes of God are the same. You sinned, and that's that. You sinned. So that could be a good and a bad thing at the same time. Because it's like, okay, well, if you committed something that was really bad, you are, you know, in in the human heart kind of, we're like, okay, well, it wasn't, this one was a really bad one and I'm forgiven. So that's great. At the same time, if you commit a small sin, it's like, that's almost like murder. That is murder. Yes. In the eyes of God, it is. So at the same time, you just have to know that there is no such thing as a good or a bad sin. Sin is sin period. And that's that. So with that being said, when you do sin, Repentance is the most important thing you do. What is repentance? Repentance is when you go to God and you ask him to forgive your sin and to cleanse you, that you confess what you did and that you are sorry and that God is faithful, it says in his word, to forgive your sin. So when you go to God and you tell him what you did, whether you lied, you cheated, you stole, and you ask him for forgiveness, he will forgive you and that's called repentance. So what David did that God says is the most something so important is he repented quickly so as soon as you sin catch it as soon as you do or say something that was a sin catch it catch it in its steps that's the enemy that's trying to trip you up and you right there put your foot down and declare to the Lord I'm I'm sorry I just committed this sin confess what you did please forgive me Lord And he is faithful to forgive you. And boom, just like that, you are washed, you are cleansed, and your sin is no more as far as the east is from the west. And now that brings me to why it's so important to say the salvation prayer. For those who have not repented in a long time, for those who have been living a life years gone by of sinning, of, of committing adultery, having sex, sexual immorality, of stealing, of lying, of cheating, of creating discord, and all of that, homosexuality, all of that that's in the word that says is sin, for those that have been living that life for so long, they have fallen far from God, because it says that when you sin, you are separated from the Lord, you are separated from God. So when you say the salvation prayer, it's boom, you are right back to where you came from. It's almost as if I'm going to use the analogy of someone who is playing a video game and you have, let's say five lives, right? Let's say you sin, you sin, you sin, you sin, and you're down to one sin. You are farther down towards death because it says in the word of God, the wages of sin is death. When you are really close to death, You are separating yourself farther and farther away. You are losing your life. But when you say the salvation prayer, when you come into repentance with God, it's just like, boom, you get all of your lives back. You are full five again. It's like you are instantly fueled and you are filled up again. And those other, the times that you live, that you died, those other four times, they're not even there anymore because they're filled up now with the five of the new lives because you finally repented because you finally said the salvation prayer and you asked Jesus to come into your life. Now, the thing is that those who are down to that one, who are down to that one life left, they are so far from God at this point that their conscience, which is what God speaks to you through is not really there and their heart is becoming stone. So those who are living in a life that is in sin, they're basically, what the word of God says, is like they're blinded. They're blinded and they're deaf and they don't even know what they're doing because their heart heart is now filled with stone and they don't have that closeness with God. So their conscience isn't really there because God is so far from them because sin separates you from God. So that's why if you are someone who has a friend or family member in your life who have been living a life of sin and that they don't have consequence, they don't feel the, the conscience when they sin, that's why. Because they're so far and separated from God that they don't feel the, the burden of their sin. They don't feel the conscience. They don't feel the consequences, you know, but the thing is, is that there is a consequence to sin. There is. There's a consequence to sin every single time that you sin. And that's why it's so important that we get close to God because he doesn't want you to feel those consequences. And the consequences are not good. They are bad because the wages of sin is death. And then you are basically, what that means is because we have a body, mind, and a soul. A body, spirit, and a soul. Let's put it that way. And your spirit inside of your human body could be dead and that means that you can be alive your human body can be walking around it's functioning you have all of your organs your lungs that you can breathe you know you can see through your eyes your human body is working you know but there's a spirit inside there's a soul inside and many times that those who are walking around basically they're inside their soul and their spirit is dead and it's it's like there's songs written about it i was a dead man walking Um, In all of these different scriptures that talk about death, about the person inside being dead. And when you awaken that spirit man inside of you, when you awaken your soul, something happens to you. You all of a sudden become a new creation. That's what God is talking about. How he says that those who come to me and cry out to me, I will hear their prayer in heaven and I will give them a new heart of flesh and take out their heart of stone and they will be a new creation. And that's what he means. That we, when we go to him and we cry out and we ask him, awaken my spirit man inside God, help me to be alive in my soul, my spirit. And then that's when the Holy Spirit comes and dwells within you. And that's when you are awakened. You're like on another level of life you really are. You are on a completely another level. And that's why so many people, like, for example, when I was saved, when I asked God to come into my life and to dwell within me, my insides were awakened. I was like heightened, if it makes any sense. And I started to experience life in a whole new way. I started to see things differently than I used to when my spirit man was dead inside. And that's why so many people, friends and family were like, Lindsay's like a different person now. Like, Yes, because I'm a new creation. Because now I see things the way that I didn't see them before. My blindfolds were taken off and my ears were not deaf anymore. Praise Jesus. I was able to do that because of him. Because of Jesus, I was able to do that. And I've had people say to me, well, how do you know it wasn't just you? I'm telling you, it wasn't just me. Because I lived my life for 26 years at that point, And I know that never, ever in my life did I feel feel what I felt and no one can tell me differently because I know that was God himself who came down the presence of the Lord that was dwelling within me and I became a new creation and I don't care what anybody says the devil can speak for whoever he wants to tell me it wasn't God but I give him all the glory I give God all the praise all of the honor goes to him praise God for what he did for me and now that I'm living this new life things have become new this whole experience, this whole life of what we're living has become better, more enhanced, more loving, more like I feel more joy because the joy of the Lord is my strength. In times of trouble in tribulations and trials, I seek him. I turn my face to him and he fills me with strength that I've never had before. I was meditating at one point. I was Taking medicine, I was doing all these th- all these things artificially in the world and nothing could fill what God has done in my life and I know that there are millions of testimonies out there who have claimed the same thing and it's all because of God so if you're out there and you are searching for a purpose for your life if you are searching for meaning if you are questioning what I always question my whole life what is the purpose of life I'm telling you right now what the purpose of life is <laughs> you get on your knees. And you ask Jesus to come within you, to dwell within you. And he will reveal what your because you have a specific purpose. You are here for a reason. You are not here by accident. God created and formed you on this planet for a purpose. And the only way to find that out is to ask God. That is the only way. And when you get on your knees and you ask him, he'll reveal it to you because he did for me. And now I'm living a life that I never dreamed of. I feel blessed. I feel like God has his eye upon me, that he will always be here with me. I know he will. I'm reading the word daily. I'm getting into my alone time with God and I'm seeking him. Seek him. Watch what will happen in your life. It's amazing what he will do. He is a good father. And the way that Jesus described, describes God as father is because when he was growing up, Jesus ran around and he saw how loving fathers were towards their kids. And that's why he describes God as father. Not that God has a gender of man or woman, but he was a father figure, like someone who is caring for their offspring, someone who loves their child, someone who adores their child, someone who would do anything for their child, someone who loves their child, who wants what is good for them. That is why God that is why Jesus referred to God as Father. And there's so many other amazing things that I can just go off and I could tell you about, but the only way, the only the only way for you to understand is to invite God into your life. Invite Jesus to come into your life and watch what will happen. All of a sudden, your whole perspective is going to change in the, for the better. So many times I've had moments in my past when I was dead inside where I was having anxiety attacks. I was like, I was a mess. I was a hot mess. And Jesus pulled this hot mess right up into his beautiful light. And that's who it was. Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and Savior, who came down from the by the power of the Holy Spirit. And he went on his ministry. And he walked around and he was a miracle in itself that he walked around and he was miracle after miracle showing people the power of God and what he could do. And Jesus died on Calvary, was buried for three days and he rose again and fulfilled the scriptures and fulfilled the prophecy. And he was roaming this earth Declaring that death has been defeated in the mighty name of Jesus, mm. and then he ascended into heaven, and now he is at the, at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again. he will come again because every scripture from the Old Testament to the New Testament has always been fulfilled, and he he has it ready, he has it written there will be a day of rapture, there will be A day where he will come again like a thief in the night, it says in the word of God. So if you are roaming this earth and you are walking this earth, do not be left here during the last days. You want to be up in heavens with Jesus right now. If you are hearing this, it is not by accident. Whether you are in your car, whether you are in your room, wherever you are at, it is this moment. Today is the day. The Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Today is the day that you profess right now. Just repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And I declare, Lord, that you, Jesus, you are Lord. You are Lord of my life. Take holds of me, Lord. Forgive my sins. Forgive me for what I've done. That I have, if I've ever sinned against you, I' come into repentance right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I bind and I loose the enemy that 's trying to attack me because the Holy Spirit dwells within me, and Jesus defeated death. Jesus defeated the grave, and I, because of Jesus, am greater than in is in He is in me than he who is in the world and no weapon formed against me shall prosper God answers my prayers God hears me every time I love you Lord for what you've done for sending your one and only son so that we shall not perish but have eternal life I pray that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life and I will be with you in eternity in heaven in Jesus name I pray Amen. Mm. If you just said that prayer, I want you to know it is written in stone that your name is in that land book of life. In stone. You have your name carved in there. And now he has his eye upon you. He will never leave you or forsake you. He's watching over you. You have someone who loves you more than anybody can love you. And that is God. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the triune God. Praise Him for what He's done. Because if it wasn't for Him, you'd be in hell for all eternity, burning. But He came and suffered and died for you and He would have done it if it was just for you. Praise God. Praise Jesus. Mm. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope that you have a blessed day. everybody and welcome to my podcast and today I'm going to be going over um, some questions that I recently had a conversation with someone and they asked me these few things um, about Jesus and I really thought about it. I'm like, I mean, she's probably not the only one who ever thought like this. So I'm going to share that with you guys in case you're also wondering the same thing. So one of her questions was, Why is it important for me to pray to Jesus when I pray? Like, why can't I just pray to a God or a higher being or someone, you know, that's, you know, above? Um, Why does it have to necessarily be Jesus that I pray to? Well, this is my answer to that question. Jesus is the savior of our sins. There's no one else but Jesus who did what he did. He is the miracle worker. He is the one who was sent by the father. And he is the savior. He's the one who will wash your sins away. He's the one who you want to pray to because if you pray to another being another deity besides Jesus the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the Triune God you're calling upon something or someone who is not God and that's dangerous you could be reaching out to something that could possibly be from the enemy for all you know that's why it's so important as jesus said in the word of god when you pray pray our father who art in heaven you re- make your request known to god known to the father in heaven known to our lord and savior jesus christ you make your request known to him you go to him because he's the one Who is in control he's the one who is protecting you he's the one who you run to when you are feeling anything sad in order for him to give you strength he's the one you go to when you're feeling any type of way that you need him because in the end we need him, we need Jesus we can't do this on our own we we can live a life we can live a life when we're on our own, we can do it but deep down inside there's something missing there is something that needs to be filled because I was there when I was skeptical, open-minded and searching for answers of the mystery of life and it wasn't filled or whole until Jesus came into my life so I'll tell you from personal experience yes if you pray and you get on your knees you cry out you call upon Jesus he is the savior of our sins. And he's the one who will never leave or forsake you. He's the one who's like your best friend. He's the one who will be here for you whenever you need him. He loves you. And that's why you go to him. Because he loves you. And that's why you say his name. Because he loves you. And, you know, I just really hope that encouraged anybody out there who is questioning why we say Jesus why we call upon Jesus well that's my answer that's why we call upon Jesus and no one else so I hope that was encouraging and I thank you for listening and have a blessed day